You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is the Classic Auto Mall Podcast. Broadcast from the studios inside the Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Yes, the Classic Auto Mall is a real mall. Just one hour west of Philadelphia at Pennsylvania Turnpike Exit 298. Featuring nearly 1,000 classic, vintage, and barn find vehicles for sale under one climate-controlled roof. Now, here's your host, Classic Auto Mall President and the man with all the toys, Stuart Howden. Welcome to the Classic Auto Mall Podcast. Uh, I just saw a test drive go by at 90 miles an hour. No, that's not allowed. That's not allowed (laughs) here. Please don't do that. (laughs) You know, it's funny. We have a parking lot big enough to do test drives. We don't have to go out on the road. It's fantastic. I love that because, you know, listen, it creates less liability. It's, you know, you don't have the problems that you run into out Mm -hmm. on the road or or if they're doing some road construction or, God forbid, paving and there's tar and stuff on the road that we don't have that here. Mm -hmm. And you can you can. It, it's not a perfect scenario, but it's daggum close. And then you can run it long enough to bring it up to temperature, bring which, is, which temperature. is important. Yeah, get through all the gears. Uh, you can do a lot of that that you, uh, uh, you know, could do on a road. Maybe can't do on a road. You know, mm-hmm. there's, I mean, you know, some of these back roads, you get behind Farmer Joe on <laughs> and you're not doing anything. You're, right. You're, you're idling. On, you're idling at best. You know, it's funny how cars, there's so many cars that when you put them into gear, they automatically start moving, right? Right. Some of these newer cars don't. Mm-hmm. It's like the parking brake is set until mm-hmm. you hit the gas mm-hmm. or touch the gas, which tends to be a lurchy start. Yeah, like a golf cart almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Like, or a lawnmower. Or a lawnmower. Riding, riding mower. A riding mower yeah. where it just goes. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, it's like a golf cart with instant 100% torque yep. every, you know, right away. It's not, you don't have to build up to it. Right? Correct. <laughs> I'm glad you agree with me. Anyway, uh, thanks to the Pat Drivers Band for our theme song. It was wonderful. I really liked hearing that. This it was really <laughs> fantastic. Uh, they're out on tour, and uh, thanks to them for allowing us to have use their theme song. And uh, we hope that uh, their tour is successful, and uh, uh, they hope that they stop by here and see us, mm-hmm. like Rick Wakeman did that time. That's right. Or Obie O'Brien we had. We never know what rock star might rock walk star. through the door. Yeah, we don't even, I'm, plus, you know, our, you know, everybody that works for us is a millennial or a Gen Z up front, so they don't know. They're not going to know no. who Rick Wakeman is or any of them. Plus, they probably look incognito. Yeah, you wouldn't recognize. I just say anybody with long hair, call me. <laughs> let me know, or take a secretly take a picture of him, right, and then right. send it to me because I hate the fact that he was here and we didn't even know mm-hmm. him. we could interview. Him. Of course, maybe he didn't want that, right? Although he wouldn't have signed in R Wakeman at wakemanmusic.com. dot com. So, right, you just never know. You just never ever check know. that. Check the uh, login. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the day, Sue's here. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, where are we sold cars to this week? Good question. Oh, thank you so much for asking, Steve. How about Media, Pennsylvania, Pasadena, California, Allen, Texas, Friendswood, Texas, Albrightsville, Pennsylvania, Meridian, Idaho, Idaho. That's our hmm. first one. Is it? Urbana, Virginia, Quakertown, Pennsylvania, Alvin, Texas, Salisbury, Maryland, Cape May Courthouse, New Jersey, hmm. the longest name on the history of names, Martinez, California, and Advance, North Carolina. I don't know where that is. How many is that? Eight, Eight. states, and uh, Martinez is where the Cobra, what's it called? The Cobra, Cobra Experience? Mu- Cobra Experience is our friend, uh, who I can't think of his name right now. Mm-hmm. We had um, her on the on the. On her, the show. That we can't think of her <laughs> name either. <laughs> oh, what's her name, and what's his name? Yeah. And- I'll think of it. One of our yeah. early guests, probably the third show. Yeah. Way We're back when. Show number 101. Wow. 
And of course, when this first airs will be, uh, August the 19th of 2023. That's correct. And Monterey will be in full swing, almost done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it'll be interesting. We've, we've seen some interesting auction results, uh, over the, uh, past couple of months. It'll be interesting to see how they continue. And of course, we have our own auction coming up September the 15th. Um, we'll start at 11 a, we'll start, we'll open at 9 a.m. on the 15th as our usual hours. So you can peruse the auction inventory as well as the inventory, uh, that's here at Classic Automobile. Here's the beauty of coming to this auction. If you miss the car you wanted at the auction lot, I got 900 more that might have interest you. Know? <laughs> right. You, similar. You don't have that right. luxury at most we, auctions. We have a few duplicates here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not like if you go to a Mecham auction or a Barrett Jackson auction where, you know, everything runs across the block. Here we got mm-hmm. 125 running across the block. And another nine hundred for your listening pleasure. So yeah, for those of us who have dual uh, roles here, this is going to be a busy week, mm-hmm. and uh, there's going to be a lot of people here, and we're we're promoting it heavily. And if you go to YouTube, there's actually two videos: one with Alyssa who just did right. a little promo, and then there's one with you explaining the some of the details on it. But you want to go to the website and get, get yeah, the registration, all there. the information. Alyssa Bainbridge, who is our spokesperson, yeah, uh, who was Miss Pennsylvania mm-hmm. up until a couple of months ago. Yep, she says she's busier than she was when she was Miss Pennsylvania, and that doesn't normally happen. Normally, you have a few straggler events that you do. Right. Miss Pennsylvania, she's apparently just busy as the day is long. Well, she's got a great personality and and a great uh, presence on camera. Mm-hmm. And she was actually a newscaster. That's, a, that's right. Or a, a reporter, reporter mm-hmm. if you will. And, uh, yeah, really, really good at that. So uh, if you get a chance, uh, go check out those videos on the auction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're limiting, limiting it to 125 cars. And we'll start about 11 a.m. with the memorabilia. And about noon with the cars, and uh, we'll run till probably about four thirty or five o'clock. Uh, we've got some cars already on our website, and there's four different ways that you can bid at the auction. You can bid live in person here, raising your paddle or your hand or your badge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can bid absentee, where you fill out a form and say, "I the most I'll pay for this is X Y amount of money." And uh, three, you can telephone bid. Uh, you can call us up or we can call you when the car's about to run across the block and we'll bid on your behalf. We'll have a number for you and all that. Mm-hmm. Or you can bid on proxy bid, which is the online platform that okay. has millions and millions of users. And, uh, you can bid those four different ways. So you go to our website, you can sign up for any of them. Uh, there's a link to go to proxy bid if you're going to do the online uh, portion of it. And of course the online starts September the 11th, which is the Monday prior to our sale. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can pre-bid, if you will, on proxy bid. So uh, there's all those different ways to uh, bid. We'll have box lunches for sale uh, at the uh, uh, at the auction. And we'll actually have servers uh, serving you in the audience so you don't even right. have to get up. Now, somebody asked me this um, sometime this week. I don't know. I've been here all week. <laughs> but if they want to... Come early, like September 11th, September 12th, and look at the car. How how are we moving it yeah. for them? So they'll all be in the east uh, uh, rooms that mm-hmm. we have our expo rooms. We call them. Um, there are two rooms down next to the Holiday Inn. They'll be in those rooms or on their way to those rooms. Starting on Monday morning, we'll start moving them down there. There's another event there that ends on Sunday, so um, we're uh, mm-hmm. we'll have to do a quick flip mm-hmm. uh, and then. We'll have all the cars there. And if somebody wants to come look at it more thoroughly, mm-hmm. uh, then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are excellent ideas to do that. And we're open till 8 on Wednesday, so you've got that as well, too. But we're not moving it out of that room, in other words, putting it up on a lift or test drive, no test drives or anything Well, like that. I, there's, there's, you know, 
Okay. Depends on the car. Depends where on it's where at. it's at, mm. uh, where we're at on okay. it. Some, some stuff, you know, it just depends. It's uh, reach out to your car specialist and, uh, and they'll be able to guide you in the right direction on that. And, uh, some of the cars we have are pretty amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got that semi, a uh, 71, well, it's sitting right over across from us, a 71 Plymouth Barracuda Hemi Cuda Tribute. Awesome car. Which is an amazing car. It's mm-hmm. got, uh, rally red over black. It's a Ray Barton Hemi. And apparently these things are, Fast is all fast. I'm sure. They're just, they're just lightning in a bottle. And, um, this one has got a 528 cubic inch Ray Barton Hemi, mm. uh, built a 727 automatic, supposedly a sub 10 second capable car. And I guess that's with slicks and tweaking yeah. and all that stuff. I don't. I, I think that thing, that thing would sit in the garage until until it was showtime for me. I'm not I'm not racing it. And you'd winch it onto the trailer and winch it <laughs> That's off. That's right. That would be about the, the here you go. Here's my Hemi. Yeah. Uh, anyway, an amazing car and a spectacular build, and um, one of the stars of the show coming up with our auction. Uh, also, a '62 Chevrolet Corvette Roadster, sateen silver over red, frame off restored. It's got low original miles. Amazing interior, numbers matching mm-hmm. car, just a just a really really great car. Beauty. And, and you know that sateen silver is really a pretty car. Silver on red is is yeah, it's iconic. A, it really is. <clears throat> My first Trans Am was silver on red before I had it painted. Nice. That tells the inner redneck in me. Seventy uh, three Ford Bronco is also in the auction. It's black over black, frame, frame off restored, full roll cage. It's a four point six liter. Double overhead cam, 32 valve V8. So it's a late model engine in it, which is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, listen, I get it. I, I understand resto mods and looking for reliability and comfort and putting air conditioning in things. And I get that, you know, mm-hmm. I got a buddy of mine who puts air conditioning in every car he buys. He's got a dual Gia. Mm-hmm. You know, we're four or five hundred thousand. It's got air. In it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't come originally with air. No. Wow. Not. Did not. Well, there's there's that uh, for at least muscle cars. There's that aftermarket company. I can't remember it, but we just uh, vintage air. Vintage air sold yeah. a Ford Fairlane yeah. last week that had it and worked worked great. Yeah, and all the guys get on to me because when somebody says, "Hey, can you put air in that?" I say, "Oh, absolutely." Mm-hmm. Like, what did it cost? I don't know, a couple thousand. No, well, it doesn't cost a cut. <laughs> That's the old days. Right, right. That's the old price. It, it's probably about. I don't know, forty five hundred dollars or something to add air. And you know, a lot of people that's worth it because mm-hmm. you know. Listen, go take a, and the great thing about vintage air is the compressor is tiny. So mm-hmm. it doesn't take up a lot of space. It doesn't put as much of a load on the engine and it blows a lot cooler than most of the factory stuff from the fifties and sixties, certainly. So, mm-hmm. um, also, you know, not everything is, uh, newer. Uh, we've got a 1908 Oldsmobile series 24 passenger sedan. Now it's titled as a 1908. It's actually a 1909. Oh. The Series 20 started in 1909. I was really looking for a 1908. Yeah, darn the luck. <laughs> Maroon and black, a steel and brass car. You know, it's one of the brass era cars. Nice. Uh, 165 cubic inch inline four, three-speed manual, leather seating, and acetylene lamps, mm-hmm. which are, you know, kind of cool. Yeah, those cool. are old-fashioned. Those are old, yeah. <laughs> And then we have, you know, some affordable stuff. We've got an 89 Mercedes 560 SEL sedan. Actually, mm-hmm. I always love those. Mm-hmm. Last year for those was 91. Uh, no, no, no. I take that back. 89 was the last year okay. for those. Uh, last year for the 560SL was that year as well, too. This one's astral silver metallic over dark blue, which is about as iconic of a Mercedes mm-hmm. color as you could get, that dark blue interior. Yep. Um, 62,000 original miles, two owners, 5.6 liter V8. Had some power. Uh, leather and burl interior. Lovely. And uh, the conveniences abound. 
Nice. <laughs> As Peter would say. Yeah, you know, we have a couple of, not not only in the auction, but a couple, a, a lot of daily driver type yeah. uh, Mercedes Benzes here. Absolutely. Right and then a 2007 Saturn Sky convertible. Again, silver over black. My theme must have been a little silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, one owner to all the paperwork and documentation you could imagine. 2.4 liter four cylinder. And it's drop top fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are nice. Yeah. And then there's going to be, and there's right now, there's probably about 45 cars on the website that are earmarked for the auction. And that's just because I'm behind. <laughs> so I'm working on it. So over uh-huh. the weekend, that's going to be my project. And so okay. instead of getting to go to Monterey, I'm going to oh, I'm sorry. Know, get to do all these things. And uh, then next week we go to uh, Colorado to babysit our grandkids. Nice. Is, do you have any volumes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are they the same ones that were here? Yes. Oh, yes, good. Yes. good. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Take them to that. Isn't there car museums in Colorado? There are. There are. Well, the Pikes Peak, they live like oh, wow. 30 minutes from Pikes Peak. That's pretty so. cool. Yeah, of course, I don't think I'll be allowed to take them there. I think there's going to be some uh, some rules, oh. and I'm going to have to follow wow. and certain things that we can and can't do. All right. We can't take them to... Uh, Just take your lisinopril and, yeah. and uh, blood pressure medicine. <laughs> you know what? It's it's funny how grandkids uh, are with grandparents. Is They seem to behave a little bit better for us. Oh, really? Yeah, well, maybe they're more scared. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, no, we're excited to go do that. And one of these days, we will go to Pikes Peak. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and get to see that and take the grandkids probably. That right. looks so crazy to, to race that way though. You know, going up that mountain, yeah. no guardrails and just, you know, off the edge, if mm-hmm. you will, and kind of scary. So, but, uh, but anyway, uh, so don't forget our auction, uh, August or September the 15th. Uh, you can go onto our website, classicautomall.com and you get all the information. And, uh, when we return, uh, we have a special guest in the studio with us, Toby Ross, the, uh, uh, co-chairman and president of the Radnor Hunt Concord de Elegance. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. It's a museum. It's a showroom. It's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. We're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in beautiful downtown Morgantown, Pennsylvania. And not Morgantown, West Virginia. Remember, we had that happen a couple of times where a guy was shipping a car here. He goes, I'm here, but I don't I don't see Morgantown Road. And I'm like, where is here? He goes, Morgantown. I go, Morgantown where? Morgantown, West Virginia. A little bigger Morgantown. So, uh he was not too happy. I think that uh, he had gotten bad information or something along those lines. But anyway, <clears throat> speaking of cleared throat, goodness gracious. <laughs> you edit that out, guys? Yes. Thank you. 
Uh, our special guest in the studio today is Toby Ross, the uh, co-chair and president of the Radnor Hunt Concord d'Elegance. See, I even said all that big word you know, like that. I'm, you know, I'm pretty hip here. So, Toby, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Stuart. It's a pleasure to be here. I yeah. appreciate it. Toby and I also sort of serve on the board at the Boyertown Museum, yeah. <clears throat> which is such a great place. I mean, it is really an amazing place in Boyertown, which is about 45 minutes northeast of here. And uh, talk about one of those gem- a diamond in the rough, if you will. It really is. And more people need to know about it because it's historical significance to cars produced or, you know, have a connection to Pennsylvania. And that's what I love about that place is that, that it has a theme, if you will. It's not just a bunch of old cars in a building. It really is a hidden gem. Yeah. And we've been working together to help. Uh, get the word out. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, museums are a tough sell. Usually, you know, the husband and wife show up and the wife doesn't really want to go. And, and you got to kind of convince her that it's going to be more than just a car lined up in a row in a dusty old room. There's a history there. And you're going to recognize things that you didn't realize that your uncle had or your cousin had. And the same thing happens here um, where you see that. And then they have electric cars from the early 1900s there. I mean, golly. There's a lot more than cars. The diner uh, that they have. That diner, a, a 1920s Sunoco gas station, all kinds of trucks and, and artifacts. Oh, just uh, amazing. Tools and uh, licenses, license plates. Right. And um, they just purchased a uh, an original vintage uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike toll booth. I love that. <laughs> which uh, we got from the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's going to be reconstructed and put up in the museum. All kinds of really cool stuff sure. like that. I was there yesterday uh, right. for the Cars and Cones event. Got there a little bit early, and it was quiet, and I, I really had a nice walk around the museum sure. uh, again. And it's just every time you go in there, you see something else that you didn't see before. It's, it's, a, it's full of stuff. It's one of those things that when people see it, they really are blown away by it. And and it's hard. You know, we're car guys. We've seen a little bit of everything. It's not always easy to blow us away when you see something, but that place does to me. And especially to have a blacksmithing shop up there, which is really cool. <laughs> it is really cool. Yeah. And I mean, this is, and then the wooden floors from, you know, the early 1900s that are, that are still in place. And, uh, but the, the toll booth is interesting because it was in, it was with the Smithsonian, but it was in some warehouse in some s- suburban area or whatever. It was really a fascinating story on, where they found it and how it came to be. And, and uh, you know, how many people want an old toll booth from the Pennsylvania firm? <laughs> it's not something high on most people's list to put in their basement, right? <laughs> Unique for the Boyertown Museum, for sure. It's absolutely. perfect for them. It's absolutely perfect for them. And we uh, we just uh, uh, had a car that we uh, uh, sold to them that was the Vim truck. Uh, right. That was one of the ones that, that my partner had, and they didn't have one of those. And uh, so we... We always said, look, you can have first dibs on it if you want it. And of course they did. And, uh, you know, everything that, ha- everything in there has some connection to Pennsylvania, except for some special display stuff that we're kind of starting to try to incorporate there. Right now there's the DeLorean, a uh, replica of the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Uh, and uh, that's been hugely successful. They, yeah. They've yeah. They increased uh, attendance and recognition and. Yeah, everybody should check it out. It's really a great destination yeah. place. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, of course, your involvement is with that. But most importantly, or more of your full-time job, is the Radnor Hunt Concord d'Elegance, right? 
Oh, yeah, and it is now a full-time job. I retired from my career uh, two years ago, and uh, I've, I've never been busier. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I guess that's a good thing, though, right? If you don't play golf or you don't fish or you don't have some kind of something to keep you busy, oh, yeah. you're going to drive the wife crazy, and, you know, what are you going to do? Watch Jeff. My grandfather, at 91 years old, finally said to his doctor, he said, I'm not quitting smoking. He says, i got smoking, drinking, and Jeopardy. That's my whole life. And, you know, at least with something to do, and it's car Related, so yeah. you get to do that. Uh, how many years have you been involved with Redner? Oh, I've been involved from the beginning. Right. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. was 1990... 1997. Wow. Actually, it uh, goes back to 1988. Right. When uh, a fascinating uh, uh, promoter gathered a bunch of car guys together in Philadelphia to try to recreate the Vanderbilt Cup races in Fairmount Park in right. Philadelphia. Right. We put together the Philadelphia Vintage Grand Prix Association. And he was uh, great at getting everybody together, all kinds of uh, interesting car people from uh, from the area. And we put on vintage races in Fairmount Park from 89 to 95. Oh, wow. Uh, politics and the neighborhood and costs right. uh, caught up with us. Right. And it uh, we were never able to secure enough sponsorship to make it a go. So that ended in 1995. Mm-hmm. And in 1996, uh, a guy named Bill Warner founded the Amelia Island Concourse. Right. And our uh, Radnor Hunt uh, uh, founder right. and chairman, Mike Tilson, uh, was invited to be a judge there in year one. And um, then in 19, through 1996, uh, all of us that had been working on the Philadelphia Grand Prix right. said, you know, what are we going to do with ourselves? Right. We, <laughs> geez, all of a sudden we, we got all the spare time. Uh, Mike was also a, uh, a member of the Radnor Hunt and a fox hunter. Mm-hmm. And he's been in the car business, professional race car driver and uh, car restoration and uh, dealer broker for many, many years, his whole career. But um, he had another real passion in sure. in fox hunting and, and the equestrian world over at Radnor Hunt. And uh, they simultaneously said, you know, we need something else to do here sure. at Radnor Hunt. We could use another event. And Mike said, well, how about if we have a little automotive garden party? Right. <laughs> so he gathered us all back up right. again. And in 1997, uh, all of us and a few of our friends brought our own cars over. Sure. I think we had about 35 cars. Right. And, and all of us uh, judged them. And Love we declared it. it the first annual Radnor Hunt Concourse. <laughs> and uh, and did, what was your familiarity with Concourse prior to that? I mean, did you know a lot about it? You'd heard of them. Had you been to one? Had you been to? Actually, I'd been to an awful lot of car shows. Right. Uh, uh, like many of us in the area, I was uh, a regular at the New Hope Auto Show right. from when I was 12 years old. Uh, and uh, and the Hershey Hill Climb, which sure. were the two main events we had in the area. Uh, but I um, went to lots of car shows in the area, but not the formal concourses. Right, right. In fact, I was going out to the uh, the Monterey Historics at mm-hmm. Laguna Seca in California for many years right. to watch the race cars. And I was aware that there was this concourse thing right. on the other side right. of the uh, peninsula over <laughs> right. there, Pebble Beach. And I thought, geez, I don't know whether that's something I want to do or not. Uh, so when we started up the Radnor Hunt in in '97, uh, I began to think more about going to concourses mm-hmm. and started sure. going to going to more of them. And of course the, the Radnor Hunt is is modeled after the grandfather of US concourses at Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach, absolutely. So yeah. My awareness of concourses was on a very steep learning curve sure. at that moment. Sure. And here we are twenty seven years later. It's amazing. And yeah. And of course the Radnor Hunt Concord de Elegance is probably in the top five Concord in the country, or maybe in the world for that matter. Um, you know, it's it's in the same category. People same breath as Amelia and Pebble and Greenwich and all the ones that have been around for long. 
I guess long is a relative term. Now, Pebble Beach started in, I guess, in the 50s. 1950. And, but not many of us really knew much about that part of the world, you know, or not yeah. not that part of the world, that world of Concord cars. There was guys, Tiny Gould knew about it, and uh, uh, Tom Barrett and, and Jackson, and, <laughs> and all those guys all understood it and knew about yeah. it. But it was such a kind of a, a secret boys club kind of thing back then. And, of course, now it's grown into, I mean, Pebble Beach is unbelievable. It yeah, it really has grown. It's exploded in the last 25 mm-hmm. years. Uh, yeah. there, there's so many events now, but uh, uh, thank you. I hope we are in the top five. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I I see that. And, and and you just hit on something. There's so many of them. Is there, is there room for all of these, or are we, are we over-conquering uh, uh, the world, or the U.S. anyway? Well, we do fret about that. Sure. Uh, I think perhaps we are over-conquering. Right. Uh, it is certainly uh, core to the baby boomer generation. Right. And we're all going to begin to slow down. Sure. Uh, we do see uh, that trend a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, the collectors are saying, you know, I, I went to six events last year. I'm only going to do five this year. Right, right. So there's a slow, steady uh, uh, creep in that kind of thing. Sure. But on the other hand, uh, there's a lot of work going on to try to uh, enhance the popularity of these things and, and uh, pivot them a little bit toward young, younger generations. Exactly. And to slightly newer cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the sort of thing we talk about all the time sure. in our organizational meetings. You know, how can we be sure to stay at the forefront? Right. And uh, what are the trends with, with people and cars? And uh, so far, it's just going great. It's, we're, it's working. We're, we're fully subscribed <laughs> again this year, as That's we have great. been every year. Um, we're, we're, we're able to select the best cars and uh, the best judges and the best entrants. So sure. uh, we're, we're still really, really happy. Well, and people don't realize is it's, you know, to, to enter your car in a concourse is, is, it's expensive. I mean, you've got to, you've got to get your car there. You've got to make sure that it's got one of those details on it that uh, Tim McNair does. And, uh, you know, you've got to, there's a lot more to it and there's no prize money per se. Kind of reminds me of offshore boat racing, uh, back in the day when these guys would spend millions of dollars and there was no, you know, the prize was $7,500. Well, that was a, you know, one prop. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's changed. A lot. So, how do we get uh, uh, the the audience to shift on these things? I, you mentioned, you know, uh, newer model cars, uh, cars from maybe the '80s and '90s, and that generation, like uh, like we've seen. But I mean, how do we get the younger kids involved in this hobby? How do we how do we perpetuate that? Because you know, eventually, the newer cars are going to be the old generation in twenty years or whatever it is. So. It's a real delicate balance, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we are working hard on, and I hope uh, remaining in the forefront. Um, the formal concourses like Radnor Hunt and Pebble Beach and Amelia Island are differentiated by being invitational right. and a curated collection of cars. Right. Uh, there, You'll never see a row of Corvettes or a row of Mustangs or a row of anything. Right. It's a carefully selected group of cars to represent a little bit of each. Sure. Uh, and the the owners are of course the honored guests. Absolutely. They, uh, as you say, they spend a great deal of time and money, a shocking amount right. of time and money, to uh, to come. And the uh, the judges uh, that are um, are well known around the country and around the world, they too spend a great deal of their own money to come sure. and and devote their expertise to uh, to the show. Sure. Uh, so the, the these formal invitational concourses like ours. Uh, are trying to or tending to stay 19, mid 1970s and older. Right. Trying not to go too much newer than that for the, the formal judged concourse. Right. 
uh, that's what the entrants still prefer. Sure. And, and that's what the spectators seem to prefer. But all of the concourses, including ours, have got uh, other events alongside. Uh, we rally. have what we call the motorsport park. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that. Yeah. We have a, a hundred cars in our concourse, in our judge concourse, sure. but in the field right adjacent to it, there's another two to three hundred cars. Right. right. Which exactly. can be and often are much newer and, right. and appealing to a younger crowd. Well, and that gives you something, a variety to see instead of just seeing all the same kind of stuff, if you will. So Absolutely. Uh, and all so, the major concourses have got those, absolutely. those uh, side events. When we return, we'll talk a little bit more about the concourse and some of the other things in the car hobby when we return to the Classic Auto Mall podcast. See you in a minute. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. With my good buddy Toby Ross, uh, co-chair and president of the Radnor Hunt Concord d'Elegance. You know, you were talking about with the motorsports area and then the Concord area. The thing I like the most about the Concord d'Elegances, whether it's yours or any of them that you go to, is the variety of cars, A, and B, the fact that you don't really know the cars that are coming ahead of time. I mean, I guess you could get on the website, but I never like to do that. I like to be surprised at what I see at a Concord. I think there there should remain that mystery, if you will, of what's going to be there. Listen, if I know that it's a good and well-run event, I'm not worried about what – I know they're going to get great cars. You know, you know, I know yeah, that. Yeah. But forget about those two areas. How about the parking lot? My goodness, the cars that you see in the parking lot, especially in, you know, where where this happens to be. There's a little money in that part of the world, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is. It's a good demographic for mm-hmm. uh, for our sponsors and, and vendors and advertisers. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. The, um, the concourse and the motorsport park on Sunday uh, are just that's the that's the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. But Saturday we run a road rally, mm-hmm. and we have a cars and coffee sponsored by the Classic Auto Mall. Well, there you have it. Gosh, thank you very happen? much. <laughs> yes, happy and to do. Hundreds it. of cars show up. Yeah, uh, for those, and and it is just a, a constant overload all weekend of, of incredible sure. cars. Sure, people don't realize, and we talk about this all the time, what car culture means in this part of the world. It, it, it is it's as good as anywhere in the world, I would argue. Uh, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and it, because of the historical stuff, you start with all the old drag strips that started out back in the 50s and 60s, and then you take a factor in the AACA and Hershey and all that it has to offer, and Carlisle, and, 
you know, all these things. And then, of course, just the car guys that were involved in it in the day from, you know, all the guys at Algar, Phil Tegmeyer and, and, uh, Kirk White, Kirk White, who, Mike Tilson, Mike Tilson, who, you know, and I worked there too. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody who's involved in this (laughs) this, this world has has done time at Algar. I'm jealous. I never got to work there. I want to, yeah. Now it's just Ferrari of Philadelphia or something. I guess they lost the Algar name, but has it been a while? I don't know. It just kind of happened, didn't it? Or did it? I don't know. Did I miss something? I well, the memo. The, yeah, the, the the RDS group uh, purchased Delgar. Gotcha. And uh, they're moving it to uh, Newtown Square. Right. And uh, the Piazza Group has purchased the uh, the Algar old Durham Body Company building, and right. it's going to move another franchise in there. Interesting. So Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of moving around in that area, and that's there. Of course, and, they're all our sponsors. Right. So right. We, Absolutely. We yeah. thank them very much. <laughs> and and the, are they moving to a bigger location? The Ferrari store is that going to be a bigger facility? It, and it's moving into what was RDS's uh, portion of the main line building. Oh, gotcha. After they moved into the brand new building next door. Right. Right next door. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. The main line of you know the tra- you just sit on a park bench right out there and watch all kinds of cars oh. any, on any given day at any time. It's yeah. just there's an amazing parade of cars going by. And of course, you know, that's, uh, the main line is amazing. And if, if you're not familiar with the Philadelphia area, the main line looks like you're in, in a deep south neighborhood with hills and valleys and trees and you're 10 minutes from Philly. Yeah. It's just amazing. Some of the neighborhoods that you see around here and then some of the hardware that's there as well, too. Do you, um, uh, you know, when, when you have guys like the Ferrari guys and all that, do you see, uh, more Ferraris in the Concours or less? I mean, how does that work? Do you, do you try to pick and choose based on what? What is the kind of the criteria that you look for for a Concours car? Well, we have a, uh, a really great car selection committee. Right. That each year meets and decides what the featured marks will be for, uh, for the following year. Right. Um, and we, we mix it up. We have a, a historical list of the cars that have been featured and we have a, a long list of cars that could be featured in the future. Oh, that's nice. It's uh, yeah, that's, that's a, a valuable, <laughs> right. valuable document that right. we maintain. And all the concourses do that. They're looking several years out as to what are going to be the featured marks. And of course, the car clubs and the car enthusiasts of the featured marks are always a little bit more engaged, a little bit more interested. Sure. When we feature Ferraris of, of any, uh, uh, uh description right. in the concourse, the Ferrari club has a big presence at the motorsport. Park. Sure. Feature Porsche, Porsche, Porsche has a presence. Right. And so forth. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a big part of pivoting toward. Younger generations too. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because them. you certainly see a younger generation. You see all demographics, it seems like in Ferrari. And I don't mean demographics, more age groups that yeah. you see in Ferraris. You see 20 something still buying Ferraris and you see guys in their sixties and seventies still driving Ferraris sure. and uh, everything in between. And I know that, uh, there's been some beautiful ones in the past at the Radnor. Oh my gosh. Some of the Ferraris that you guys have had in the past were just ones that you've never seen and in a color, you know, like a deep blue or a, you know, a different color than you would normally see a ferrari in you know well yeah we uh we had a feature which was ferraris that are not red right <laughs> how apropos did i and i just stumbled upon that see steve i know what i'm doing here yeah I? yeah <laughs> smart like yeah, that was really fun really yeah, fun and popular yeah. what um so how do you go about you know you just call the guy the guy with the ferrari and say hey we want you to come be at the redner i mean how, how does that process work how do you get them to to do well, fortunately, after uh, 26 years, um, an awful lot of people find us. Right. They send. Uh, we have an application process on our website. Uh, it's it's applying for an invitation. Sure. So 
those applications come in year round. Right. And uh, our committee vets them and decides which we can accept. Right. Um, we also do go out and uh, and solicit uh, lots of cars and collectors who we know well. Sure. Um, there's a, a strong industry of uh, of people that that go to concourses, and many of the collectors have multiple cars. And sure. and we uh, you know we will look for whatever might be appropriate for this year or whatever they. In some cases, some of our collectors are so great and have right. so many wonderful cars. We'll literally say, "So, what's clean <laughs> and near the door?" Yeah, again, we'll start. <laughs> yeah, right. right you know, right. I, I, that's the funny thing is that that's usually the criteria for most of us. You know, what's the cleanest, nearest to the door, and won't give us any trouble if we try to start it. Exactly. But, and there's some great. You know, we when you go to the other events, you see the same cadre of people that are at one event at the next event and the next event and so on and so forth and so yeah you do there's a lot of collectors mm-hmm. that uh, that like to go to many events and mm-hmm. and so we do see them uh and some somewhat the same with the judges sure the uh, the entrance collectors like to see judges that they're familiar with that right. they know and trust that have the knowledge and experience to to make the right choices right and uh and to feel confident that in those choices because as you said um Entering a concourse has no no money involved. Right, you right. get a trophy. Right, but what a nice trophy, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what you do get is the recognition that your car won a class award or a best of show, sure. hopefully, sure. Uh, which does enhance the resume of that car. Absolutely, and can increase that car's value sure. in some cases if that's what you're looking for. And it, there's another aspect of it that it, it's a competition, right? Just yeah. like entering any kind of a competition and uh, lots of people are really very passionate about that it's what what motivates them sure and what's interesting is to watch wealthy guys who wouldn't sit still for five minutes sit for hours beside their car at a concour and talk about it and talk to people about it do you find that that in in judging a concour the guy who has you know the unlimited knowledge of that car versus the guy who doesn't know a whole lot about his car how does that weigh into the factor when you're when you're you know deciding on who's the winner the the presentation of the car to the judges is very important. Right. And there are some people that are extremely good right. at presenting their car. A, a concise two minute explanation. Right. Uh carefully answered questions. Mm-hmm. Um and in some cases if they uh, need to show documentation uh, of something that the judges uh, want to uh, understand better, mm-hmm. have it at their fingertips. Sure. Have the explanation and can explain it clearly. Sure. Uh that helps. But it is about the car. Right. It's about the car's history, provenance, uh, how does it present on the field on that particular day. Right. Um, judges are, are vastly experienced and, and can recognize the best cars pretty quickly. Sure. But then we look at all the details on every car. Uh, everybody gets this equal amount of time and, and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then the decisions are made by the judges with some de- deliberation in the judges' meetings. Sure. And, uh, and, of course, you know, you got 10 perfect Duesenberg J models all in a row. I always ask this question of judges at Concord, and, and I usually get the same answer is, is that they all look perfect, but once you start really drilling down, you're going to find some that step up a little bit above the crowd. You know, the 10-footer rule doesn't apply here because you guys are scrutinizing these cars. You're looking at the 10-inch rule, not the 10-foot rule. That's absolutely right. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and I bet, but I bet it's hard. I bet it comes down to, you know, personal preference and likes a little bit in some degree. If you've got two that are all, all things being equal, um, you know, how do you pick between the blue one and the red one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's extremely rare for two cars to be exactly equal. 
Really? Um, That's interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, in, in Mark Club judging, Porsche Club, Ferrari Club, Jaguar Club, uh, you can get down to very, very small details. Right. I, I recall judging two, uh, very early 911s. Uh, one was a 64, one was a 65 911 right. at the, uh, the concourse on the avenue in Carmel. Right. Uh, and these two cars were presented by two very well known restorers and they were both perfect. Right. Absolutely. And that's hard to say. Perfect. Right. Yeah. One of them had uh, reproduction aftermarket, well, not aftermarket, but re- reproduction screwdrivers in the toolkit. That was the difference <laughs> wow. between the cars. Wow. And we we told both owners this right. is where we are, right? And they both said, "Yep, <laughs> it's where <Yep>. it is. <laughs> is what it is." I love that, you yeah. know. But I would much rather I I, I judge at a number of events uh, every year and enjoy that process very much. Oh sure. But it is easier when you have an eclectic group of of eight or ten cars that you're looking at. It's sure. easier to pick one right. that stands out than when you have. And Duesenbergs. Yeah. Or, and you try to avoid having 10 J model Duesenbergs, right? I mean, that's, sure. you know, yeah. you see that maybe in Amelia just because they have 200 cars instead of a hundred. So they have to be, they have to allow maybe a little more duplication that you might see as, yeah. uh, in, in other uh, Concord elegances. But you know, it's funny. You, uh, this hobby is amazing. And the people that you meet is to me is what is the icing on the cake of this whole deal because the cars are fantastic. And I love that, but the people, yeah. I mean, to sit and have dinner uh, at the Radnor, sitting next to Chuck Cantwell, the father of the GT350, and just, you know, uh, that's yeah. like pinch yourself stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And maybe not everybody knows who he is, but boy, if you're in the car business, you know who he is. You sure do. You sure do. <laughs> and a great guy. Yep. And uh, and another one uh, that we just lost last year, Bob Ingram yeah. uh, from North Carolina, who was probably the preeminent Porsche collector in the world? I mean, would that be overstating that? It, it wouldn't be, yeah. certainly in the U.S. Yeah, yeah certainly yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. There may be some. He was a consummate gentleman. Oh. He, was, he was a wonderful, wonderful man. I uh, I was uh, proud to, to be acquainted with sure. him sure. and proud to have them come and be uh, featured at our show last year. Yeah, they were. Yeah. That's, that's and, absolutely and right. He, uh, he and his sons, uh, uh, Cam, uh, really do a tremendous job at Road Scholars. Oh, uh, their yeah. cars are are amazing, and they've won uh, multiple times at Pebble Beach. Sure, sure. And of course, that probably has something to do with it too. I mean, the, you know, who did the restoration is is sure. you know important as well too. When we return, uh, we'll talk all things automotive. We'll be back in a couple of minutes with uh, Toby Ross and uh, the Classic Automobile Podcast. See ya. It's a museum. It's a showroom. It's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studios in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. You can catch us on all of the sites that, that they're out there. iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Podcast Index, Buzzsprout, blah, blah, blah. That sounds like the, the, where we sold cars to. And if you don't remember who you are, then you just go down and ask the lady at the desk. She'll tell you who you are. That's why I have the little sign over there that says your host, Stuart Howden, so I can remember who I am. So anyway, <laughs> we're visiting with Toby Ross, the co-chair and uh, president of the Concord Elegance in fantastic Radnor uh, at the Radnor Hunt. Uh, Man, that place is a beautiful setting for a Concord, isn't it? Could you find a better spot? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And it's unique in that it's an equestrian facility. An awful lot of concourses are on golf courses, um, which are always beautiful. Sure. But to my knowledge, we're the only one that's at an equestrian facility, and and that connection between... Horses and cars and horsepower and right, exactly is, uh, and the carriages that you feature, uh, you yeah. know, at the, the where do those come from? From collectors as well too? Do they or are they yeah. there? Do they have them at the facility? No, it's another group of collectors. Right. Uh, there's another whole world of people that that collect and show uh, carriages, yeah. horse-drawn carriages, and uh, they love to put on a carriage drive, mm-hmm. much the way we put on a rally. Sure. And uh, they organize one for us every year. Of course, there, there's a lot of overlap. There's a lot of good friends, a lot sure. of members of Radnor Hunt. Our buddy uh, who's on the board with us at sure. uh, Voyertown has a nice carriage collection. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And a lot of overlap in the equestrian world with the Devon Horse Show as well. Sure. Um, sure. But, yeah, they put together a carriage drive, which uh, is time to arrive at the Radnor Concourse at noon. Right. And shortly after that, uh, Mike Dilson organizes a, a running of the hounds. With the uh, the fox hunters sure. in their formal scarlets, which uh, incidentally are also um, uh, very much encouraged to be worn at our black tie gala on sure. Saturday night. Sure. So we love to see some fox hunters out there in their red. I'd like to fox hunt just so I could wear that that uh, you know that outfit is pretty yeah, cool looking. I, I don't know you could get away with it in many places, but it's pretty cool looking. But um, you know, I I always jokingly say if somebody says they've got, oh, I just bought a new Duesenberg Model J, and I'll say I got a pet fox. <laughs> don't know where that comes from. Anyway, uh, the Radnor Hunt Concord de Elegance is held September 8th, 9th, and 10th this year. So that's coming up in a few weeks from our air date here, uh, our mm-hmm. first air date of August, uh, whatever, 19th, 2023. Um, and they can go to the website and get more information, obviously. Yes, there's loads of information on the website at radnorconcourse.org. .org. And, uh, and so if, if somebody's interested in putting their car in the Concord, I mean, you're looking for unique coach bill cars. You submit something. What's the process? You call them up and say, "Hey, we're considering you. Hey, we've we, you're in." And what? How does that work? Uh, first of all, if you want to submit a car for the concourse right now, you're submitting it for the 2024 concourse. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> we're we're full. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you fill out the form. Uh, it comes to uh, to me and Mike Tilson and members of our car selection committee. Uh, we all review it. We ask you to send photographs. And then in uh, short order, within a few days or a week or so, uh, we send a reply. Sure, uh, sure. With yes other, or no. Yep, or, yeah. yep. And you give them an explanation why no? I mean, sure. you know. Absolutely. Uh, Always. Your car yeah. sucks? <laughs> no. We would never say that. <laughs> okay. All right. I didn't think that. I just, <laughs> no, I just needed usually, to say something funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually something, uh, you know, pretty clear. We're, or or we're we already have full. one. We're full. I'm sorry. It's a little bit too new. It's, right. It's not. Something that's, it fits within our features this year. And then we will refer you to the Motorsport Park, uh, to the rally and sure. to the Cars and Coffee 
uh, and, and you know, the other events throughout the weekend. Sure. And sometimes it's just simply a question of saying we'd rather have you come next year. Right. We think yeah. it would fit better for what we're mm-hmm. going to do for next year. Right. Um, and, of course, you know, you had the wonderful black tie di- dinner on Saturday night, uh, right. the barbecue on Friday night. Barbecue right. on Friday night with a uh, demonstration of the Thorncroft mainstreamers, right. the, the, the uh, youngsters who put together a beautiful little demonstration of their horses. Right. Uh, the, uh, the Thorncroft Equestrian Center in Malvern is our beneficiary. Sure. And uh, we're we have a long, many-year relationship with them. We're very proud of them, and uh, they do a great job. They also organize a silent auction, right? Uh, which which is one of the better silent auctions of all the uh, concours that we go to. Thank you. Yeah, Thank we you enjoy that one. I never get to buy anything because there's too many rich guys there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, a couple of really great things there this year. We got oh, some, good. Some really neat experiences. Well, you, so, you know me. I like well, well. I like jackets mostly. I seem to yeah. be at, at some of the congress I buy jackets. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I love that. And Thorncroft for those that don't know about Thorncroft. Tell us a little bit about that. How's it's a therapeutic um, uh, <clears throat> riding facility uh, for uh, people of all abilities. It, it helps kids with special needs, sure. wounded warriors. Uh, being on horseback is a re- remarkably healing uh, mm-hmm. uh, experience. And right. uh, please check their website too. Sure. There's a, an awful lot of information there. Yeah. That is a really uh, wonderful organization, <clears throat> worthy worthy place for us sure. to support. And the relationship with Horses and Radnor Hunt, it all just fits together so well. Perfectly, it's a yeah. Marriage made in heaven. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And of course, the other thing that we might take note of is that neither one of you or I are at Pebble this year because it's starting this week. And, uh, yeah. are you going or not? Well, I, I've been going to Pebble for many, many years, dozen, last dozen years mm-hmm. or so. Um, I'm not going this year because our son is getting married on Pebble Beach weekend, which... <laughs> did you not give him a list? <laughs> I, I, I did. I did. Yeah, he, he did not put the wedding on the Red Hunt weekend. Right. Well, they... Anything other than that was okay. <laughs> was a fair game. <laughs> I remember I got married when I got married uh, for a second, whenever, one time, uh, I had to get married on a Monday because my father-in-law was on the day that he could take off was Monday. <laughs> right. So, nice. But, right. uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm going to miss it this year, though. That is a fantastic week. Sure, sure. Well, congratulations on the upcoming... Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Nuptials, and uh, so tell me one car that stands out to you at the Ratner over the years. Is there one that really got your attention more than anything? Is there one that says, "God, that's the car I'd love to own if I could"? I don't think I could pick one. <laughs> it's like picking your favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've had a couple of uh, Durham body Duesenbergs, right? Which are certainly favorites of mine. I've, I've always loved Duesenbergs. Sure. The Durham body company is, of course the building that Algar Ferrari was, right. was in all these years. And, and Mike Tilson worked at Durham. Mike worked there. I worked there. Oh. Kirk White worked there. Phil Tegmeyer worked there. <laughs> uh, Dave Olympi worked right. there. We, we were all there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so, yeah, uh, Durham Body Duesenberg is, is I sure. think, pretty special. We've had a few of them over the years. Right. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Porsche enthusiast. Right. Uh, the cars that Bob Ingram brought to us last, uh, last year yeah. were uh, very special yeah. to me yeah. personally. Sure. Sure. Um, but gosh, <laughs> the cars we've had over the years. A who's uh, who of cars. Right? Yeah, it really is. It do, really is. Do, uh, do you, can you tell the, can you, can you in your mind pick the best to show before any of the judging is done just by looking at the cars? Can you say that one's probably going to win? No. Really? That's interesting to know. No. Um, when you walk onto a show field, ours or anybody else's, mm-hmm. 
the candidates for best of show usually jump out at experienced judges. Right. We, we, and we all have fun talking about that. So what do you think? You know, we yeah, say, right. well, did you see this yeah, and right. did you see that? And we all pretty much agree. Yeah. There's, there's three or four that are obvious standouts. Mm-hmm. They have that right look and feel and it's the right time and the right place and sure. so forth. Um, but, um, yeah, we, it's rare that we actually all or guess or agree what right, the actual right. best of show is and frequently it's a surprise. Sure, sure. And that's, and that's awesome. <laughs> as, it should that's be. A, as it should be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Does it get heated in there ever? Do you get, you know, do you get arguments, uh, people going at each other on, you know, I think it should be this one and I think it should be this one or is it usually a consensus by the time you get to the, to the nuts and bolts of it? Yeah, I'd say it's never heated. Right. We have fun and interesting conversations. Um, we, we hear different points of view. Sure. Um, but it's a, it's a great group. Oh, it's people in the judging group. meetings. So, uh, there's, there's, there's always good decorum. And sure. <laughs> well, and it's not like yeah. everybody's first time doing something. You know, this is not jury duty. This is. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, this is, we're doing this for, again, we're not splitting atoms. We're trying to have fun here. Right. Do, uh, any, can you give us a, uh, any taste of what may be coming up this year? Any sneak preview of a, a particular car that's uh, going to be in the Concord that we could, uh, Feel like we got the inside information on? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one of our features is Pierce Arrow, right. one of our main features, and we've got a, a great collection of cars. Um, our friends at the Three Dog Garage yes. are sending a couple. Nice. We've got a beautiful car coming from Canada. Oh. Uh, our friends at the AACA Museum are sending a fascinating uh, car sure. sedan. Uh, those, those are, those are going to be, those sure. are going to be special. Has a Pierce ever won Best in Show at, at Radnor? I believe it has. Oh. We featured Pierce, I think it was 2007. What an interesting car company. They oh, yeah. Were. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, we are also um, uh, featuring Lincoln Continental's pre-war and post-war. Right. And there's going to be a couple of very special ones of those coming, nice. too. Nice. Uh, some very rare ones. So that's that's going to be interesting. And um, uh, are you familiar with HRGs? No, I don't uh-huh. think I am. Well, gotcha. you, you stumped me. I, I, we edit this. <laughs> HRG is a British sports car from uh, the immediate post-war period. Really? Uh, 19, late 40s, early 50s. I don't think They I've look ever. a bit like MGT series cars. Right. Um, that's sort of you know, open, you know, fenders. And right, right. Nice. Um, but smaller organs, a smaller company, sure. uh, smaller, fewer number of cars. And right. we have some friends who own HRGs. Right. Uh, and they asked if they could curate a class. We said, great. Oh, awesome. And, that's, uh, see, we that's have, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we have, uh, I think, seven coming. And wow. It's probably... We've probably never had seven right. HRGs in one place. It's like a gaggle. Time. Yeah. <laughs> so you a, definitely want to look at that. Yeah. And I see that you're featuring uh, BMW 507 and Z8s as a pairing kind of yeah. thing. So that's interesting. Yeah. I love the Z8. That's the Z8 one of the cars right. on my list. And 507s are special, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Gosh. They, and they have escalated in value so much. I mean, I'm old school talking about this because this has been going on for years. But, I mean, for a while, they were really underappreciated. And then, boom. They were. Oh they were. God. And then one broke, you know, $2 million or something. Everybody went, whoop. Uh, yeah. yeah, we might want to look into the one that's sitting in the corner of the garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's 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 a interesting stories behind that. Sure, yeah. And in fact, um, uh, some of us uh, in in the Redner Hunt group were uh, involved, I should say, in, yeah. in the escalation of the, the final recognition of the correct valuation of five hundred seven. Nice. Better way to nice. put it. 
Um, and you work closely with uh, Dave Kenny uh, from time to time on valuations sure. and things like that. You see something out of place, or he sees something a little out of whack, or whatever. Yeah, he's, the, he's the guy. He's the go-to guy. He's the guy. And I love Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave is the greatest guy. Yeah, we've, we had him on the, we've had him on the show, and he's like, "Listen, call me. Listen, ten minutes before. If I'm free, I'll be on the show. I don't care. You know, I'm happy to talk about anything. You know, you got to love guys like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Just at the drop of the hat, he'll. Yeah, know. I'd say the same thing. You can yeah. Call me anytime. Yeah, well, I love Absolutely. that. See, I'm going to put you on the call sure. anytime list. Sure, and, uh, please do. Yeah, please we. Do. Uh, I love talking cars with all of our car buddies and uh, love talking to uh, uh, people that have the passion for the events that you put on. And, and, you know, talk about, you know, expensive to do and expensive to be involved in if you're a, a, a vendor or if you're a, a judge or if you're a car owner. But it's also your time and money and expense, too. It's not you don't get paid for this. And this is, you know, this is something you do because you love it. And that's absolutely right. And in fact, one of the things we're very proud of with the Radnor Hunt Concourse is that it is still a very uh, all volunteer and completely sure. independent just for the benefit of, of our designated charities. Absolutely. We have no corporate allegiances. We, sure. uh, we're, and we're, we're all doing it for the love of it. Absolutely. And that's the way it should be. Uh, RadnerConcours.org, R-A-D-N-O-R-C-O-N-C-O-U-R-S dot O-R-G is the website. And, um, you Correct. can get all kinds of information. You buy tickets on the website. And, yes. Oh, yes. So awesome. So anyway. Thank you so much for being on the show. We've been threatening to do this for a while, and I'm glad we finally did it. And uh, we'd love to have you back anytime. Totally my pleasure. All right. Thanks Thank for listening. Much. We'll catch you next time on the Classic Automall Podcast. You've been listening to the Classic Automall Podcast with your host, Stuart Howden, executive producer Steve Safir, produced and engineered by yours truly, J.R. Russ. Thanks for listening and sharing the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Available on ClassicAutoMall.com, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Questions, answers, or comments? Write us at podcast at ClassicAutoMall.com. And if you want to talk about buying a classic car seen on our website, you're looking for a particular vehicle, or want to consign your classic for sale, write us at info at ClassicAutoMall.com or call and talk to a real live classic car specialist at 888-227-0914 that's 888-227-0914 music courtesy of the pat travers band for tour dates contact and stuff visit pattravers.com the classic auto mall podcast is produced by car smarts media copyright 2023 all rights reserved You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.